other folks we've had. We just listened to Bryce Wrigley, uh, a great uh, barley farmer from Delta, talk about food security. Tanya Gaw is making her second appearance on our show, now called the Talk of the Kenai. Welcome back, Tanya. You're in the greater Vancouver area of B.C., is that correct? Yes, that's correct, Bob, and thank you. It's good to be back. Well, Tanya, I, I know my state and how people think, uh, less so the country of the United States as a whole, because we're all different regions. But I could never presume to know what Canadians really were thinking during this COVID crisis, especially when your government was way ahead of ours insofar as uh, mandates and dictates that were terrible and it's bad enough on our side of the border and i don't want to say south of the border because we're west of you <laughs> but in any case boy was that snuffed that that misimpression was snuffed out like a candle when this tremendous trucker convoy idea came and look how canada thank goodness it doesn't always have to be america Look how Canada has brought hope to the to the world, and yeah, it's really transformed uh, the whole COVID uh, scenario, hasn't it? I mean, what a fraud and a scam from the onset. And the more that people are waking up, you know, we have more citizens that you know we're feeling trapped and uh, feeling the oppression in what should be a free and democratic, uh, you know, nation nation. And so, you know, when many were thinking hope was lost, um, all of a sudden it was supposed to be, you know, a couple of truckers got the idea, you know, to get together and drive to Ottawa. They'd already tried this in the fall, uh, but the timing was right. And I believe the timing was right because the federal government, they've, they've overstepped. They started to mandate that all federal workers needed to be vaccinated. They've been putting nurses and teachers and city employees on unpaid leave, which is completely unlawful and unconstitutional. And, uh, yeah, a huge, massive overstep. And so they just pushed it. Are you still there? Sorry about that. Yeah, that that could happen. (laughs) And working from home, right? Right. I I, got to give credit they're my they're they're my protectors so i'm not going to reprimand but (laughs) anyway so i think what it is is that you know when they overstepped with the federal government that brought a lot of people on board and a lot of people woke up in the fall and then they went for the truckers and uh there they 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 finally somebody drew the line and was willing as a sector to stand up together and that's where the power is on mass people need to stand up together it just shows you what can be done and yet and yet your your dictator and that's what he is now uh, still uh wants to insult canadians <laughs> and i've been looking at his quotes you know the government should trust canadians uh citizens uh, more often you know uh, when that suits his purpose and now it's just the opposite and and he's he he has lashed himself to a mast and won't won't veer off of the narrative that is handed to him. It's incredible. It's you know when you see somebody like this dig your dig their heels in there, he's actually digging his own grave because it, because he's so absurd. 
I say that, you know, he's been a consistent walking contradiction since he took office. I say everybody that stands, somebody that stands for everything stands for nothing at all. And he has spent the last six and a half years trying to work citizens against each other to gain the hearts and the minds of minority groups and, and build up his following. And But because of the massive overstep, because they've been tightening this noose on Canadians by, by taxing them to death, and then you try oppressing them, and you think they're not going to wake up and do something about it? Throughout history, Canada has stood up at some pretty important moments, such as in World War II. And, uh, you know, as nice as we are, we do have a limit. And, and Trudeau has... Uh, he's crossed that limit now. The the line has been drawn. Uh, that's what they're saying in Ottawa as well. They're standing the line. They're not going to back down. No matter how many police show up there, uh, these truckers are in it to win it, and there's a whole lot more people that are heading to Ottawa to support them. They're they're pouring into Ottawa rather than 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 departing it and running for cover. Is that is that? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's that's absolutely true. But what is also transpiring, I have a friend who's traveled from BC to uh, Ottawa. They were in Sudbury today, and apparently there's a huge snowstorm coming in Ottawa. And so they were traveling, and they were booking a hotel. And he said, "Wow, the hotel rate was much much higher than he had anticipated." So he said to the guy, "Yeah, you know what? I'll call you back." Uh, he checked out a few other uh, hotels, and they were also very expensive. So it was like within 10 minutes, he calls this hotel back and yeah, you know what he says, I'll take that room. And he says, you're too late. He says, the police have just taken all the rooms that we have. So it's not only Canadian citizens that are pouring into Ottawa, they are bringing in the forces. So it is incredibly, it's going to be very interesting to see where this goes. So would you think the police are buying these rooms just to keep uh, people traveling to Ottawa from getting them or are they actually bringing in a large amount of Mounties and uh, other police. Right. They're bringing in uh, the RCMP and other police. Well, that's, uh, that's what here in America, the once trusted and beloved FBI has lost uh, that that great mm-hmm. legacy. And uh, the, the world-famous Mounted Police, are they going down that route? You know, it is absolutely been a concern on the hearts and minds of all Canadians. We have uh, privately RCMP who are active and who are taking a stand. And then we also have retired RCMP. I won't go into too much detail on that, but we we do have many law enforcement who are on our side as well as military. Uh, Some, like Daniel uh, Bulford, has been so bold as to speak out. He used to be on uh, Justin Trudeau's crew. He's an RCMP member, and he, he stepped away. He said morally, ethically, he said, I cannot support this. This is the freedom and democracy of this nation and the future of this country for not only my kids but others. And um, I've been in touch with top RCMP consistently in uh, B.C., and I had one of them on a call uh, last week, Friday. And, you know, at the end of the call, because I've appealed to them, uh, we have filed um, action against the B.C. and federal government. A 391-page statement of claim was filed in um, August on behalf of Action for Canada. I filed a 25-page affidavit against our health official and against the premier, etc. in August as well. The RCMP are well-informed. I've met with them. 
they can never say from the onset of this that they didn't know. They can they can say they were just following orders, but I've said you're going to be held responsible. No, that does so, that was no excuse after World War II, was it? It's not then and it's not now. And I, I, I said this uh, to the official that I was talking to, and I says, you know, I says countries that uh, fell into tyranny, those that didn't fall into tyranny, it were the ones where the military and the police stood with the people and not with the government. And he acknowledged what I was saying. And I said, you are going to have to make a decision very soon. And well, that's said, what happened I- in the Philippines uh, when Ferdinand Marcos was finally cast down by Corazon Aquino back in the 80s. And that was, they were on their knees praying, by the way. And yeah. uh, and uh, they, the police uh, just it's- stood down and so did the military. And and this is what we're praying for in Canada. How far will you go, right? And I was very encouraged because I'm not sure if you heard, but the Ottawa uh, chief of police, he resigned the other day. An assistant to the Ottawa uh, chief had resigned last week. The person that was called on, that was placed to replace in in, in the interim uh, the chief, they ended up stepping away today okay, now, as well. Okay, now, do you think it was because of an attack of conscience? Because the one thing I did notice about your Ottawa uh, chief of police, he had uh, made some sort of, like, endorsement of the truck convoy, and he did 180 degrees two days later. And uh, the fact that he stepped down, was that something like, like, like I call it, uh, an attack of conscience, do you think? I I'm, I'm hope so. I hope so. Um, and I hope a lot of the officers, you know, that have been shipped in there will follow suit. Now, I do know that many of them, there were arrests that were made the other day. And, you know, it's great shame on the police. But I'll tell you something else that transpired back in the fall when the federal government was going after federal workers, the RCMP being one of those, is that uh, the RCMP have a, a union. And that's, that's newer to the RCMP. They didn't previously have one. And the union made a public a news release stating that the uh, RCMP were being mandated to vaccinate, and they came out and said that they were going to support their members to make a choice. And I emailed my contacts right away, and I said, this is it. This is all you need to do. You need to hold to your oath. You need to hold to the Charter of Rights and Constitution that you've sworn an oath to the citizens of this nation, and the unions have stepped up. But a week later, they as well did a 180. And they retracted it, and I have had many RCMP officers who have been in contact with me who were distraught because uh, they were not going to vaccinate. They were not. This is extortion and intimidation, and uh, they were going to be put on unpaid leave. Yeah, uh, somebody got to them. Tanya, I have to take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about your Emergency Measures Act and uh, how that um, how that is going to continue. Uh, as to whether or not an act of parliament must endorse it. I heard something about that, but I'm not a Canadian. It's 419 on the talk of the keynote. Have you been putting off getting that oil change for whatever reason? Well, now's the time to do it because Dan's Automotive is having an oil change special that is only $59.99 for a five-quart conventional oil change and $79.99 for synthetic. Dan's Automotive will check all your fluids, inspect all your belts and hoses, along with a tire wear inspection, all included. This special is for most cars and trucks. Some exclusions may apply. So what are you waiting for? Get your vehicle into Dan's Automotive in Soldotna today for the Dan's Automotive oil change special. 
If you need a new crown or other dental work done, call Kenai Dental Clinic. Dr. Lockwood is now seeing patients for all their dental needs and is accepting new patients. Kenai Dental Clinic is highly experienced in wisdom teeth extraction, crowns, bridges, and implants. Want a better smile? Kenai Dental Clinic can help. Call 283-4875. Dr. Lockwood will sit with you to discuss your smile goals and options. From discolored teeth to straightening your smile, Kenai Dental Clinic can help. For a consultation, call Kenai Dental Clinic at 283-4875. 24-hour dental emergency available. Defy the cold this Saturday at Frozen River Fest in Soldotna Creek Park. Enjoy microbrews from 14 different Alaskan breweries. Live music by Eric Dawson. Ben Jammin and the Jammin Band with Zen Trembles headlining. Food vendors, fire pits, and fireworks at 8 p.m. Standard admission is $25 and includes a tasting glass and three drink tokens. Non-drinkers, only $5. Kids 12 and under are free. The fun kicks off at 4 p.m. Get your tickets in advance at brownpapertickets.com or at the gates. Call the Soldotna Chamber at 262-9814 for more information. Now more of the Talk of the Kenai on KSRM. Call now at 907-283-5811. Our guest is Tanya Gaw from British Columbia filling us in about how Canada, now the leader of the semi-free world. And uh, Tanya, I want to ask you, um, I heard something like the Emergency Measures Act, and we we kind of characterize that as martial law here in the United States. Our terms might be different than yours. I don't know. But uh, does it have to be endorsed by Parliament? Is there a sunset proviso on this? Well, that's where it's at um, right now, right, is, is they're discussing this in the legislature, and then it has to uh, move to the Senate. And so not only are a massive amount of Canadians reaching out to all of our uh, members of Parliament, but they're already reaching out to the Senate as well. Where now, let, me, let me stop you right there, because your Senate's <laughs> different than ours. By the way, let me ask yep. you, is Frank Mahovlich still uh, a Canadian senator? I'm not familiar with that name, actually. Well, he's one of the biggest names in the history of the NHL, and after he retired, he got an appointment. How do you become a Canadian senator? You're appointed. <laughs> yeah, does, and, and, is it is yeah, it a, a point? Is the appointment made through uh, the House of Commons, or is it made by the uh, by the Prime Minister? How does that work? Yeah, by the Prime Minister. All right. And I know, like Stephen Harper was our previous Prime Minister, and many people were quite upset with him that he did not uh, appoint senators when he had the opportunity, as well as judges. And the reason he didn't appoint senators because he wanted specific senators that didn't align with conservative values but he didn't want to have a possibility of not uh, of losing and so he was going to appoint them when he, he took office but instead he lost and so in and in, in that uh, form justin trudeau came in and he started appointing senators so they are not our friends they do not speak for the majority of the Canadian people. Everything in the last uh, six and a half years since Trudeau has been in office, uh, pretty much when they had a majority from 2015 to 2019, if there was legislation with a majority government, they would pass it very swiftly through the House. It would go to the Senate, and you can bet that the Senate uh, approved it. Now, no is the theory... Let me inter interrupt, because I'm a constitutional scholar on Americans' constitution. I'm fascinated by your Canadian Senate. Forgive me. Uh, does, there, does there have to be a representation uh, 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 afforded to every province? For yes. We, 
Yeah, we, we have Senate, senators uh, representing every province. Okay, but they are in, instead, though, appointed. Yes, so Trudeau, who's from Montreal, I think, uh, he's going to be making appointments that agree with his philosophy for Saskatchewan and, and, and elsewhere. Mm-hmm. All right, that's how yeah, it works. Yeah, that's what's so disturbing about this, right? And they, they, they had originally said there was many independents. But when it came time to vote, those independents weren't listening, uh, you know, to the experts or the specialists that were presenting information to them. And they're Everything not, was just they're not much. Through. They're not the trusted elder statesman that probably was the template that uh, the Constitution of 1967 was looking for. No. No, we need a big overhaul. Uh, we, you know, Canadians want every single MP from every party removed from office. We have said they've all been complicit to treason. They've committed egregious crimes against the citizens of this nation, and that includes the Conservative Party. We're not. We're not. Uh, we don't have uh, foggy glasses on when it. No, comes you to quickly ousted the Conservative leader, didn't you? Well, uh, he never even should have uh, been leader of that party. I'd say nefarious. Uh, appointments got him into that position, and uh, yeah, the Conservative parties have the Conservative Party has definitely been infiltrated. It went through Andrew Scheer, who who was not a friend of Conservatives, into the hands of Aaron O'Toole, and then he's recently been uh, removed. And then with this trucker convoy, all of a sudden the Conservatives are finding their voice and speaking up, but they've been missing in action for two years. They've supported what the Liberals, uh, you know, have proposed, basically, as far as vaccination is concerned. We had a horrible bill that the Conservatives voted in favor of. It didn't have to do with COVID. It had to do with the trans ideology, and it was Bill C-4. And so we're like, you are no longer friends of Canadians. Well, I, I saw the speech given by the MP. She's a woman uh, who really uh, pointed out the uh, hypocrisy and inconsistency of Trudeau. And he just went right ahead and called her uh, Confederate flag waivers and Nazis and stuff like that. The man, the man is out of touch with reality. He's completely, he evades every question. It's not to say that the Conservatives don't have some good speakers in the House, like Pierre Polliver, for instance. Um, but the problem is is that uh, they, they have not been supporting Conservatives or speaking out against uh, the COVID measures for two years. And now all of a sudden they've found a voice. And so absolutely, any question, anything that uh, is presented to Trudeau, it, he evades every question. He has no answers and when you've got a tyrannical leader wanting to infiltrate and take over a country, he knows what he's doing is wrong. He doesn't care. He doesn't care about anything that's said in there. He's so, like you said, out of touch and arrogant that he actually thinks he's going to pull this off. And he is a sinking ship, my friend. And three liberal MPs have already spoken out against him in the last two weeks, liberal MPs. And there's uh, reported 30 liberal MPs uh, that no longer align with their captain, and Action for Canada for the last three and a half weeks has had a campaign where we've reached out to um, many, many Canadians asking them to write the Liberal MPs and tell them to remove Trudeau and then they themselves resign because of them being complicit with the treason for the past not only two years, some have been at this for six and a half years. Okay. And yeah. so they- I'm gonna, I'm, I hate to interrupt you. 
Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, Americans don't understand, of course, their own system, let alone yours, okay? <laughs> what is necessary to get a vote of no confidence, which would call for a national election within, I know the British do it within six weeks. How does that work in Canada? Well, uh, you know, I'm not an expert on this as well, but I understand that it has to uh, be aligned with something that has to do with the uh, a budget. And uh, then you could do a non-confidence vote. And so right now, I know that many people are writing into the Governor General uh, calling for a non-confidence, but it can't be called by the Governor General. It has to be called by the uh, sitting party, the, the um, uh, yeah, within, within the Liberal Party. Well, you're going to have to get so, renegades from the Liberal Party to join Conservatives willing to get a majority. Is that correct? Well... Well, even for them to exit and become independent, and I mean, if we've already got three Liberal MPs, uh, you know, who are finally speaking out, I would say that is is because of the public backlash and the very fact that we've been using, uh, you know, the terminology such as uh, being complicit with treason, crimes against humanity, they were so arrogant that they thought they were going to actually see this through. But now the house of COVID is falling and the massive outpouring of public uh, resistance is showing them that they have every reason to be concerned about what's coming next. There are going to be trials. We are going to pursue them in a court of law to hold them accountable. And they must be losing some sleep over this. At least I hope and pray they are. Well, um, I know one thing. You've got a tremendous Christian martyr right now giving a witness for the whole world. And that's oh. Arthur Palau. I think it's pronounced Pawlowski. And, uh, Hello. Yep. Y- yes, uh, why don't you, uh, we've got just a minute to go here before we're interrupted by the news. Can you, can you stay on uh, across the news, Tanya, or are you v- very busy? No, absolutely, I will. I'm enjoying the conversation. Well, <laughs> uh, you are giving us, you know, boots on the ground reports, not filtered through uh, American uh, propaganda media, so... Uh, yeah, so when we come back, uh, have you met Arthur, uh, Arthur uh, Pawlowski? Absolutely. I call him a friend. Oh, my goodness. That's tremendous because I've been watching him for, well, over almost a year and how he has been persecuted. And so that's what we'll talk about, okay? Yeah. Yeah, All right. Our guest is Tanya Gaw. She's with Action for Canada and giving us an earful on uh, the situation in Canada and... Yeah, we all know uh, that is uh, of worldwide importance. And, of course, as Alaskans, it's pretty obvious. It is 32 degrees, rain mixed with snow. We're going to be going up to the news. And this is the one KSRM. We'll host a closed-door meeting tomorrow with U.S. allies on Ukraine. The Canadian Prime Minister's office says the leaders of Canada, France, Germany, Poland, Romania, the U.K., the European Union, and NATO will attend. California is shifting its approach to COVID as an, as an epidemic, not a pandemic. We have all come to understand what was not understood at the beginning of this crisis, that there is no end date, that there is not a moment where... 
we declare victory. Governor Gavin Newsom says it will emphasize prevention and rapid response to outbreaks. Police poured into Ottawa, Canada today, threatening to break up nearly three weeks of protests over COVID restrictions, which have paralyzed the Canadian capital. Funeral services today for Amir Locke. Attorney Ben Crump was condemning the death of the 22-year-old who was executed, who police killed while they were executing a no-knock warrant. Daria Albinger, ABC News. Now, news of the Kenai in Alaska. Brought to you by Elite Auto and Diesel Repair. When your vehicle is acting trivial, call 262-2280. A man faces multiple charges following a stabbing outside an Anchorage library. Police arrived to Lusak Library Sunday afternoon to a reported stabbing involving 32-year-old Corey Akivgak, who allegedly charged towards two people and stabbed a woman in the upper body before fleeing the library. The woman was taken to the hospital and is expected to recover. Akivgak was later apprehended despite slipping out of his hand handcuffs and needing to be shackled by his feet. Police were able to detain him. Motive behind the attack still being investigated. The South Central Foundation opening a new temporary drive through COVID-19 testing site in Midtown Anchorage. The foundation announced the funding for the new site recently. It will be located at 999 East Tudor Road and will operate from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Saturday. That's news of the Kenai, Alaska. I'm Anthony Moore. Chelsea Chess here with the Realtors of Jack White Real Estate talking about your questions. What is earnest money? Earnest money is something you put with the contract and it is your intent to purchase. That money is credited back to you at closing. Do I have to get a home inspection? Well, you don't have to get a home inspection, but it's highly advised that you do. How do I get a hold of you? Hey, call our Soldatna office at 907-420-0655 or the Kenai office at 395-0655. Officers of Beeman's talking with Steve. As you look out the window, you think, man, what a beautiful scenery. I'd love to paint that. You can find the things you need right here at Beeman's. Matt, you can. We stock oil and acrylic paints. We have brushes and canvases. We also have watercolor and paper and drawing pencils and charcoal and pastels. All those art disciplines. We also have a nice selection of alcohol inks. And in the craft side, we have beading supplies and stained infusing glass. We have leather. We have kits. We have all sorts of great products for you. You'll find all your arts and craft supplies located here at Beeman's on the Kenai Spur Highway in Soldana. Listen up. Are you tired of getting bad money advice from some doob writing blogs in his mother's basement? Well, our Baby Steps plan actually works, and it's helped millions get out of debt, save for retirement, and build wealth. No matter where you are in your journey, you can win with money. The Ramsey Personalities and I will show you how right here on The Ramsey Show. Listen weekdays at 1 on KSRM 920 AM, The One. Now, Peninsula Sports with Coach Dan Gensel on KSRM. Each week throughout our high school sports 2021-22 competitive seasons, KSRM and ESPN selects the Peninsula Sports Subway Athlete of the Week from our Central Peninsula's three public high schools. For the week ending on February the 17th, all Peninsula Sports Athletes of the Week are selected from the Region 3 Nordic Ski Championships held February 11th and 12th on the Salteshi Trails. Representing the Kenai Cardinals are Jack Laker and Emily Moss. Jack Laker finished second overall at the Region 3 Nordic Ski Championships, including a second place in the freestyle and a second in the classic style individual races. 
Emily Moss placed sixth in the combined girls' totals, including a sixth-place finish in both the freestyle and classic events. Selected for the Soldatna Stars are Jordan Ruffner and Quinn Cox. Jordan Ruffner placed fourth in the combined freestyle classic results, including fourth in the individual freestyle and fourth in the classic race. Quinn Cox ranked fifth overall in the combined Region 3 boys' results. That included a fifth-place finish in the freestyle event and another fifth place in the classic-style boys' race. Congratulations to all of our Peninsula Sports Subway Athletes of the Week. Each selection will receive a Subway Classic Value Meal from one of our area Subway stores. On the cross-country ski schedule for this week, the Kenai Peninsula Borough Championships scheduled for Saturday on the Kenai Municipal Golf Course Trails. A full high school basketball schedule for today. The Ninilchik Invitational Basketball Tournament opens up three days of competition with the field including girls and boys teams from Klawak, Tri-Valley, Bristol Bay, and Ninilchik. A tournament schedule and a link to the games on our sports page at RadioKenai.com. Peninsula Conference basketball tonight. The Kenai Cardinals at home. They'll take on the Seward Seahawks. 6 and 7.30 game times. You'll hear those games on KSRM 9.20 a.m. The Salatina Stars and Homer Mariners match up at So High tonight. 6 and 7.30 games on ESPN 11.40 a.m. and 96.9 FM. All of the broadcast games are available streaming live at RadioKenai.com. For KSRM Sports, I'm Dan Gensall. Your Kenai Soldatna weather outlook on the one KSRM brought to you by Smiles of Alaska, award-winning cosmetic and restorative dentistry and sleep apnea treatment 262-6466. Rain before midnight, then a chance of rain and snow, but little to no snow accumulation is expected. Look for a low of 31 degrees on Friday, mostly sunny with a high near 36. Outside the KSRM studio, it's 32 degrees. The talk of the Kenai now at 283-5811. This is KSRM. Bob Bird with our guest Tanya Gaw from um, the Vancouver area in British Columbia. Welcome back, Tanya. Uh, the, yeah, I, I have uh, a tremendous um, number of uh, news blogs that I... Uh, uh, scan in the course of a day and one of them is uh, a canadian based uh, catholic uh, news blog called life site news and they have highlighted the evangelical hero who has been persecuted uh, mm-hmm. for, uh, uh i first i first heard about him i think the police tried to disrupt uh, either a good friday or or an easter sunday service why don't you tell us about that yeah, it was just amazing. You know, it went actually viral worldwide where he was like, get out, get out, you Nazis. Uh, because the Calgary uh, mayor, uh, Nenshi was the one at the time, has just been a tyrannical mayor in the city of Calgary. And he's just had it out for Pastor Arthur Pulowski. He happens to be uh, a Muslim himself. And uh, so I don't know if that has anything to do with it but there's been issues on that matter that well palowski yeah. was a polish immigrant so he lived under communism didn't he 
he he absolutely did. You know, this is not new to him. So, uh, you know, if anybody was going to stand up and stand out in Canada, it was going to be somebody that's already fled, uh, you know, communism to come to a free and democratic state. And, uh, you know, he, he so he was uh, approached by a, a group of police that entered his church and it was completely unlawful what they did. And so he just knew his rights. He demanded that they get out. And like I said, that went viral not much uh, longer. And he was driving home from uh, a, ch- a church service and they arrested him on the in the middle of a major highway. He was on his knees. He would not stand up and uh, allow uh, them to just uh, handcuff him and walk him away. Uh, they took him out of his vehicle and arrested him. That so was that had- was staged uh, to catch him in just that situation, wasn't it? Yeah, and the the problem with all of this is, according to the Criminal Code Section one seventy six one to three, it is unlawful to interfere with clergy coming and going from their church service or within their church service, what these officers have done is actually uh, illegal, and it's an indictable offense. And so one day I'm very much hoping that Pastor Polowski will be pressing the criminal charges against these officers. Uh, but it just seems to be happening en masse in uh, the city of Calgary. They've, they've uh, definitely hired on some really bad actors there in the police force who are willing to uh, follow through. You the, know, headline, the, of- the headline I have here is that he's being treated horribly in prison. Is he not, is he not out on bail? No, they've refused him bail. He's in solitary confinement. I believe he's allowed out a half an hour a day. Uh, He went before the courts yesterday, and this was after, of course, being arrested last week. And he was charged uh, under Alberta's Critical Infrastructure Defense Act for allegedly abetting the Coots-Alberta border trucker blockade. That's what got him arrested again. And so, like I said, he's in solitary confinement uh, there since February 8th. And, you know, when you take a look at what was going down at the Alberta Coots, uh, the border to the U.S., is uh, similar to what they were doing in Ottawa. They were protesting, and Pastor Artur had called on the crowd. He'd gone down there and spoken, and he said, for freedom to be preserved, People must be willing to sacrifice their lives and that this is our time. And he it was encouraging the individuals there to defy the agreement that they had come to with the RCMP. And so they won't let him out of jail because they don't feel that he'll follow the orders. Well, not only that, but he's going to become a symbol and his influence is going to be every time they persecute him, it's just going to get greater and greater. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, just my heart goes out to him. And so, you know, there will be rallies outside the prison. There's so much support and so much love for Pastor Archer Pulowski. As you know, uh, after he'd gone through much of this abuse last summer, he had headed down to the United States and he spent months in the United States telling his story and encouraging Americans to take a stand and Christians to stand up in pastors. And on the day that he returned to Canada, once again, they met him at the airport and arrested him. 
In fact, uh, United States Senator Josh Hawley, a Republican from Missouri, said, I would expect this sort of crackdown in communist China, not in a prominent Western nation like Canada. Canadian authorities arrest of faith leaders and seizure of church property, among other enforcement actions, appears to constitute a systematic, ongoing and egregious violation of religious freedom. It's, you, you've, you've nailed it, right? And I know for myself, I'm a, I'm a person of great faith, and God called me about five and a half years ago to proclaim Canada as a Christian nation. And I always kind of laugh because I had 12 people on my email list. I had no cell phone, but I said two of the most important words in my life, and that was, yes, Lord. And all of a sudden, opportunities, I started to become active in response to bad, bad legislation, you know, moving through our house uh, because of Justin Trudeau and that party. And um, I just had a speaking engagement here and there, and then Action for Canada was growing to where we see it today with chapters across the nation. And it truly is imperative that for in order for them to shuffle in this fascism into Canada, they have to destroy the church. And so when you've got a pastor like Arthur Pulowski who's speaking out and and just refusing to bend a knee and go down to this tyranny, that becomes a problem for this government because they need to destroy and silence the church because the church is the foundation in Canada. The biblical principles is by which we have been afforded and gifted the freedoms that we have. And the church is rising up, not the traditional church in four walls. It's the Church of Canada, the people, the Christians are actually rising up. And the church is... Hold that thought right there, because we see the same thing happening here. So, Tanya, can you hold on? Sure. All right, it's 32 degrees. Our guest is Tanya Goff from uh, British Columbia, and it is uh, 32 degrees and rain mixed with snow. It's time to get stocked up on winter gear with a stop at Sweeney's in Soldotna. They've got all your winter apparel needs. Sweeney's has a large selection of discount style boots and shoes at 40% off. Get in now for the best selection and get a pair of boots and shoes for the entire family. Be sure to get yourself some new ice bugs. Brand new shipment just in the store. And shop through the Arctic Grips made for Merrill, Dry Shot, and Buck. Different shoes and boots and Muck and Dry Shot boots are 20% off. All Carhartt apparel, men and women, excluding flame resistant, 20% off. Get in now for the place to go for the brands you know. It's located on the Kenai Spur Highway in Soldana. Keeping you safe this winter season, it's Sweeney's Clothing. no way to treat your truck bed. Before you start throwing tools, wood, fishing equipment, four-wheelers, and everything else in the bed of your truck, protect it with Rhino Lining, the best spray-in bed liner available at Rhino Linings of the Peninsula. New beds, old beds, bumpers, tube steps, and other automotive accessories, Rhino Linings of the Peninsula can protect it. We can also spray things for ATVs, boats, and trailers. For more information, call Rhino Linings of the Peninsula at 252-2598. That's Rhino Linings of the Peninsula, 252-2598. Times are changing, and Pizza Boys is along for 
the ride. There are several ways we're developing in order to serve you better. Check out our new Pizza by the Slice drive through Order online at pizzaboysak.com and for 5% off, use promo code FAST5. Do you use DoorDash? Find us on the app as a new delivery option. As always, we are happy to welcome you into our cozy dining room for pizza, pasta, and our great selection of local brews on tap. Or you can call us at 907-260-4800 for pickup and delivery orders as well. Pizza Boys, serving the greater Alaska area for over 30 years. I've settled revolutions in space. Be a part of the talk of the Kenai on KSRM by calling 907-283-5811. That's 283-5811. Well, folks, if you drive an Audi, it provides high-performance, state-of-the-art technology, luxury, and comfort. And here at Dan's Automotive, uh, they love Audis as much as you do, and their experienced Audi technicians know these vehicles inside and out. No automotive repair is too big or too small. You can be sure that your vehicle will repair will be repaired right the first time. And uh, you know how to give them a call at 420-0416, okay? They're located in the heart of Alaska's fabulous Kenai Peninsula on the Sterling Highway in Soldana, part of the Napa Complex. Dan's Automotive, a full-service auto repair shop since 2004. Dan Ward and Sons and friends okay our guest uh, tanya gaw uh, tanya you talked about uh you know the institutional churches are uh, cooperative they're not just silent they're cooperative and i can't tell you from denomination to denomination which ones have uh, courageously spoken out but i haven't heard many of them but it's the people who are speaking out isn't it it truly is and I'm so encouraged by it because we've been waiting. You know, we, Action for Canada, oh, about October 2020, had commenced a campaign to reach out to churches. We were having webinars for them, providing them resources, uh, no trespass orders, how to deal with the police, etc. because they have a lawful right to be open regardless of orders. And that's something that we've got to remember across the board, that Justin Trudeau never invoked the Emergency Act in Canada in two years. And... So it's interesting to say that even in the preamble to the Emergency Act, it states in there that nothing supersedes our charter rights and freedoms, that the charter rights and the Bill of Rights must be, that they are fundamental freedoms that even in an emergency will be respected. They're guaranteed. So nothing they have done is lawful so far. Oh, my goodness. I know. So one, it's interesting that he would try to invoke an emergency act when against law-abiding people who are assembling according to the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. That's our right to be peaceful, to have peaceful assembly, and that the crime in Ottawa is down 90%. They are doing acts of kindness, feeding the homeless, cleaning the streets, and and they try, you know, Trudeau is trying to paint this picture of violence. What else is going on in Ottawa, and I've heard multiple reports, and it just brings a tear to my eye, is that on every corner you have preachers who are preaching again, standing on their soapbox, talking about the Lord. And there is so much ministry 
so much prayer, so much love going on in Ottawa right now that it puts the government to shame. He cannot invoke this emergency act lawfully. They have no evidence that, uh, you know, the one time that they've done it that uh, created the emergency act back in, I believe it was the 70s, was uh, a group in Quebec where there was 200 bombs and they had murdered somebody and and kidnapped a dignitary. And, and here we have a peaceful protest, a lawful protest going on, and the government is trying to in- invoke this emergency act. And it's making them look incredibly foolish. It's making them transparent and exposing their evilness. The other wonderful thing that I want to just let you know of uh, how Christians are rising up in this nation is Action for Canada is intent on being in all 338 ridings so that come the next election, we are going to have a major impact in the federal election. And so we've got over 100 chapters already. We've got hundreds of people still to vet. But the people that are the leaders in our chapters are God-fearing. They're, they're believers. And the reason that we did that is because We want this wave across Canada of people who will heartfelt proclaim Canada as a Christian nation built on biblical principles. And, of course, this was inherited through our British Commonwealth, embedded in our Magna Carta. It forms our laws and our values, and it is a system of governance that sets us apart from totalitarian extremists and communist regimes, giving Canadians the ability to believe or not to believe without the fear of oppression and persecution and even death. This is something worth being patriotic about, rising up in Canada for, and and finally fighting for. Uh, Tanya, the our listeners here in Alaska, of course, fully understand that a friendly Canada and a free Canada is very vital to us. And uh, first of all, our tourist uh, trade does go up from uh, not only Seattle, but also Prince Rupert. And I do believe also cruise ships come up uh, from Vancouver and then go up the um, the inside passage. And uh, w- that has been crippled because of COVID. But uh, also our ferry system needs Prince Rupert uh, to get to the road system in the lower 48. And that is also uh, a great concern. Just before you came on, I, we uh, spoke with, a, with a, a farmer from central Alaska, meaning Delta Junction, and he spoke about uh, whenever the Alaska Highway shut down, we they had uh, empty shelves in Fairbanks, and they, we don't have that much of our uh, of our uh, chain food chain come up the Alaska uh, Highway. But it is still extremely important. And of course, there's two avenues to get to Alaska, and they come through British Columbia. You have the Cassiar Highway, and also. The um, the Alaska Highway. So we need you, and we're very uh, much uh, uh, tuning in to what is happening in in your great country. Yeah, you're in a very vulnerable situation there right now, and you know this has hurt. You talk about uh, the tours tourism industry and yeah from vancouver the uh you're a popular destination people love coming you know on the cruise ships to alaska um as far as your access uh to the rest of uh america you know you you do rely on canada and uh, my heart goes out to you so when you and i were talking was it yesterday and it was it was just another inspiration for me why to keep fighting so hard because this doesn't just involve Canada. 
it doesn't just involve America. This is this this action, the actions that are being taken in Canada right now in both the world. All right, and hang on, Tanya, because I have to take one more break. But when we come back, I'm going to play this uh, this scolding that Trudeau got and how it didn't face him a bit. He just went right on script and uh, went through his idiotic talking points. Would you hold on one more time? Absolutely. All right, Tanya Gauze, our guest uh, from British Columbia. It's 454 on the talk of the Kenai. Radio 92. Your Napa stores in Kenai, Soldatna, and Seward have the motorsport containers you want, like VP Racing Cans. These cans are designed to dispense fluids quickly and have a grip on the bottom for easy pouring. Get your VP can today at your local Napa store in Kenai, Soldatna, and Seward. Once you've poured a VP race can, it will be the only can you want. Napa in Kenai, Soldatna, and Seward. Open seven days a week. Need to see a primary care provider today? Nurse practitioners Aubrey Woodford and Stacy Abbott of Independence Healthcare are both available and taking new patients. Same-day appointments are usually available. Just call 907-283-4633 to schedule. Stacy and Aubrey are happy to see you in Soldatna and Kenai. Most insurance is accepted. For questions or to schedule your appointment, please call Independence Healthcare at 907-283-4633 or online at independencehealthcare.net. Receiving a cancer diagnosis may change a lot of things, but some things don't have to change. When radiation therapy is close to home, you can stay involved in your community and focus on healing with the support of family and friends. At Peninsula Radiation Oncology Center, you will experience only the best oncology care right here on the Kenai. We are experts in treating breast, prostate, lung, head and neck, and many other cancer conditions. Know your options for radiation therapy. Learn more at PeninsulaRadiation.com or contact us at 907-262-7762. Now more of the Talk of the Kenai on KSRM. Call now at 907-283-5811. Our guest is Tanya Gaw. Tanya, uh, you've probably seen this, but um, of course Alaskans are not aware of, uh, most of them haven't seen this. Melissa Lansman is a member of parliament, a conservative from Thornhill, Ontario, and I, I think she's Jewish, and yet, and yet... Trudeau accuses her of standing with Nazis. Did you see this? I have not seen that one. Well, so listen in, okay? Here it comes. Canadians are to trust their government. Their government needs to trust Canadians. Those are the words of the Prime Minister in 2015. These people, very often misogynistic, racist, women haters, science deniers, the fringe. Same Prime Minister six years later as he fans the flames of an unjustified national emergency. So, Mr. Speaker, when did the Prime Minister lose his way? When did it happen? Right, Honourable Prime Minister. Speaker, Conservative Party members can stand with people who wave swastikas. They can stand with people who wave uh, the Confederate flag. We will choose to stand with Canadians who deserve to be able to get to their jobs, who be able to get their lives back. These illegal protests need to stop, and they will, Mr. Speaker. Something and uh, you have a different tradition in Canada, and it's British tradition. There's cat calls that go on during speeches in Parliament. <laughs> yeah, it's heating up, uh, you know, because when you have somebody that makes the most absurd and consistent 
uh, statements that, that nothing that he says makes sense. And um, he, he is also always virtue signaling. He's always trying to pit one person against another. And his days are numbered. I mean, I can't imagine how the liberals have hung in with him this long. He's an embarrassment to Canada. Tanya Gaw, you have been very patient to stick with us now for a full hour, but we needed this report from you, and I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart, and trust me, Christians all over America are praying like crazy for our own country, but also for the success of what's going on in Canada, because uh, God chose Canada to show the way for the rest of the world. We'll see what happens, all right? Yeah, we're excited about this. It's funny because I, I saw a, a video from Billy Graham from the 70s, and he had, uh, it was almost like a prophetic statement, but that Canada would be central uh, to rising up uh, at a time in history, and that time is now. And it's not only that Christians are rising up, but there's a sense of repentance across Canada so that we can get back to a moral and ethical society. And, and that was key. COVID wasn't the problem. It was what happening for decades leading up to COVID. We've been falling as a nation. America has as well. And it's time for us to get right with God again. And he promises to heal our nation. That's it. Call a, Declare a fast, put on sackcloth and ashes, and get on our knees. Tanya Gaw. Godspeed, uh, and uh, hold on because I'll speak to you off the air as we're uh, wrapping things up. Our guest has been uh, Tanya Gaw from British Columbia of uh, Action for Canada, and we thank her for being our guest. It is Thursday, the 17th of February. It is 32 degrees. KSRM, Soldat Nikini Homer. And tomorrow we'll have more great guests on the talk of the Kenai. This is the one KSRM.